Welcome to another episode of Lunch with the Shark. Join us as we dive deep into discussions about business, accounting, and finance to help you build a business that thrives. Now sit back and have a bite with your host, the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa. Hello, hello, good afternoon, and welcome to a new edition of Lunch with the Shark. I am your host, Vidal, the Shark CFO Espinosa. Good afternoon. How are you guys doing on this uh, really cold day here in San Diego? It's like um, there were a couple of uh, counties. Actually, no, there were a couple of cities and uh, here in San Diego County that uh, they were this morning below. And uh, we still have not even started it winter and uh, it's it's getting cold. It's a. I think, according to my mom's prediction, I don't know, she must be a, um, uh, a meteorologist or I don't know. Uh, she says that it's going to be a very, very cold winter. But uh, nevertheless, uh, we are broadcasting our last days from this location. We're going to be moving. Unfortunately, not into an office because offices might be shutting down again in the city of San Diego uh, because I think we are now back to purple, which is the most restrictive uh, level due to this pandemic. And we will be uh, getting into new... uh, new guidelines, new chingaderas from the governor. Uh, That's crazy. So let's hope it doesn't affect small businesses. Please support your local small businesses and uh, your mom and pop shops. Uh, They're in humongous need at this time right now. Oh, look who wants to join us with a shoe. And he's going to trade it in for his um, panda. That's good. That's good. So Captain Crunch wants to say hi, right, Captain Crunch? Hey, Captain Crunch? Yes. So I hope you're having a great uh, week. I hope you are having great planning for 2021. It's just around the corner. It's something that's impressive how fast, how quick this year has flown by. And uh, yesterday, we had a guest host, Lunch with the Shark. Jeffrey, thank you so much for for hosting uh, yesterday's uh, Lunch with the Shark. So um, it's very, very interesting. So what do you guys think about Jeff hosting Lunch with the Shark? Let us know so we can... um, uh have him more often with us and uh he can probably help me and support us in in this in this little project that we're having so let's continue this week's topic because uh i think it's a very important topic to go into because Uh, As you might recall, or as you might know, here in the state of California, last year, there was a a law that was enacted 
for independent contractors that are incorrectly misclassified and they should be classified as under employees. Now, there's a very thin line between independent contractors and employees, right? When is a good time to hire or have independent contractors? When is it a good time to have employees? There's not the right moment or the right time to hire or contract uh, independent services, independent support for your business. There's, there's, no, there's no rule of thumb when it comes to that, right? Independent, independent contractors, in fact, comes to support our business when it needs, and we actually, not avoid, but we actually save on payroll taxes, which can add up tremendously, right? Uh, federal income tax, uh, which is uh, Social Security, Medicare, FUTA, and annual, uh, an annual tax, state taxes, workers' comp, which we spoke about it last week, and they can add up, up to 50% of your payroll. Now, obviously, not every industry has a 50% uh, premium when it comes to workers' comp, but it's average around 10%. So, uh, generally, for the payroll, you need to consider around 25% extra in, in payroll costs for taxes and workers' comp when it comes to the salaries, right? When is a good time to hire and have employees? Every time is a good time because uh, if you know how to delegate, if you know how to use them, if you know where you're going, they're always great help. Now, independent contractors, yes, they are amazing support. Nevertheless, the state loses on taxes, right? So that's why they try to impose or they impose this law, AB 20, which they say, hey, you know what, independent contractor, uh, um, uh, small businesses, you're misclassifying them completely, completely wrong. So we're gonna help you and most of independent contractors are now employees. You need to pay them through a payroll system uh, you have to have payroll processes, issue them payroll uh, stubs, follow all the guidelines when it comes to the payroll process, right? But that, that carries cost, right? That most companies, as small businesses, are, are saving. So today, we want to explain the liabilities when it comes to independent contractors, right? Because, yes, they're great. You'll save some money. You'll save some money. But there's tremendous liabilities if you don't know how to utilize an independent contractor. And I don't mean uh, how to utilize them when it comes to the service that they're providing you. Because whether you like it or not, they're, they're there to support your business. They're an external provider. Sometimes we confuse that, and that's probably one of the liabilities is that we confuse or we forget that they're an external provider. They don't work for you. They work with you. They support your business, right? It's not, it's not their only uh, uh, client, which I hope, okay? So some of the liabilities, like there's a lot of risk 
when it comes to hiring independent contractors. And small businesses, they really don't think about it. They really don't think about them because they don't know that there's humongous liability, especially if you're just starting your business and you're growing really fast. Like in this instance, independent contractors are one of your best resources and tools to help you grow your business and help you um, um, leap forward in this growth, right? Independent contractors can be a risk to your company. Yes, they can be a tremendous risk to your company if you don't have every single I dotted and every single T crossed because they can easily claim that they're your employees. Yeah, they're easily, they can easily claim that they're your employees. I'm going to give you an example that just happened, not just happened, but that happened to one of our clients, right? Okay. And, and I'm going to give you an example when it comes to San Diego. Um, this, this company, this company, they are uh, a coaching company. They provide, they provide coaching support, coaching services to, uh, uh, to businesses, right? And most coaching companies in the whole industry, they hardly have employees in their company. They're mostly uh, independent contractors that provide coaching to their clients independently on their behalf. So they're subcontracted, right? So independent contractors, uh, this is a parenthesis, they are also, can be also considered or classified as a subcontracted services, okay? Independent contractors are subcontracted services, right? Now, so this coach hired or had multiple independent contractors. I can't, uh, 25, four, uh, 25 to 32 independent contractors at any given time. So, and not all of them in California. They were all over the place. And I don't want to go even into the ones that were abroad because those, those independent contractors, those subcontracted services, they are extremely more complicated and they can carry you a humongous liability just, just by not having the proper documentation in your files, they can carry you tremendous liability. So one of the uh, independent contractors was let go. I said, they, they send them a notice and say, Hey, you know what? We are letting you go. The independent, the, uh, the art cook client did it on their own. They did not follow procedure and they send them an employment termination letter, an employment termination letter that was sufficient for the independent contractor to go to the labor board, okay, and file a labor dispute versus this company. Let me tell you one thing. This company is no longer in existence. 
There are 35, uh, 25, 32 uh, independent contractors had to have been let go. The liability when it came to taxes and when it came to workers' comp actually bankrupt our clients. Why? If you don't follow proper guidelines, proper procedures when it comes to independent contractors, your liability and your exposure it's more than what you're going to pay in the 25% average extra cost when it comes to salary. Labor board found obviously in favor of the independent contractor employer, because first of all, they never used an agreement stating that they were an independent contractor, a subcontractor, an external service provider to this company, they cannot prove the separation of liabilities, not liabilities, uh, um, independency. This employer, this, this independent contractor had an email address from this company. That shows that the company had control over the independent contractor. An independent contractor must has to be completely free of control from the independent from the employer from the company you don't have employees they're not your employees when they're independent contractors there were huge chingaderas that they were not following because they thought that since they're coaches they know everything and even though we provided them uh, agreements for independent contractors, even though we provided them um, um, uh, what is this um, confidentiality agreements for all the trademarks, for all the knowledge, we provided them W9s, W8s for each independent contractor to fill and, and present. Nothing was done. And then what was wrong what, what actually screwed up everything was the employment, employment termination letter, okay? You, as the business owner, you have to have the mindset in that point of time that you need to be aware that they're not employees. They're independent contractors. They're external. They're providing an external service, like Cox, like the utility company. They're not your employees. They're providing you a service. Your attorney, your attorney is not your employee. He does not work for you. Unless you have them on payroll, they are your employees. Us, we are external an external accounting firm. We provide you external CFO services. We provide you external tax advice. We provide you external accounting services. We don't work in your company. We work for your company and provide services, external services. An insurance company, it's not your employee. Your broker, when it comes to your insurance services, it's not your employee. So that needs to change if you, are ha if you have a business with independent contractors. Stop calling them employees because you're only opening the door to humongous liability.
let me tell you, they were not only uh, uh, found that they had to pay or reimburse this person for uh, wrongful termination. They had to pay them overtime because they claimed that they owned them overtime. They had to pay payroll taxes for the last three years on all, all disbursements as independent contractors to every single independent contractor. Now, there's a $10,000 per uh, uh, employee that is not registered or has workers' comp on top of paying workers' comp. So the liability was just a snowball, and they lost their business. I'm going to talk to you about five risks you may encounter when engaging independent contractors and the steps you can take to minimize them. The first one is misclassifying workers, okay? One of the biggest risks of independent contractor engagement is worker misclassification. The IRS has guidelines. Uh, if you have uh, behavior control, you have guidelines, okay? Um, and for instance, in the state of California, you are not only supposed to follow the IRS guidelines, but the state of California has also drawn their own guidelines, which are parallel and sort of a mirror, okay, towards the, um, the federal guidelines, which are the IRS, right? And it's very simple. You can go to the IRS uh, website and Google, the, uh, not Google them, search them there and say, hey, independent contractors, which are the, their, uh, uh, the guidelines? Like, how can I uh, guidelines for independent contractors? And you're going to find them there. It's, it's a document. And the most important thing there is, and what they're going to look for is how do you control them, okay? How much control do you have over that person, okay? How much do you control from them? Do they work with your equipment? Do they have a, a schedule? Do they need to provide you certain information at a certain time the way you want it? Now, um, do you offer them vacations? Independent contractors have no vacations. Independent contractors use their own equipment. They use their own office. An office means your house, Starbucks, anywhere. Uh, independent contractors don't have only just one client, okay? They must have, they, they should have multiple. They're independent contractors, right? They're starting their firm. They're starting their, 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 their services, right? Or they're offering services to multiple clients. They're, they're supposed to be able to provide the same services they're providing to you to, a, 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 to the universe, to another client, to another, uh, have other opportunities. Now, it's very clear also that the service that they would be providing to you should not fall under the same category of services that you are providing to, uh, to, the, uh, 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 to your clients, okay? So that's very, very important. For instance, attorneys, they can't have independent contractors that are other attorneys that would litigate 
cases for them. That falls under the same category of services that they're providing, right? They should actually be classified as uh, uh, employees. Accountants, if we provide bookkeeping, we can have independent contractors that do bookkeeping for us, right? That they will do bookkeeping for our clients because it actually falls under the category of the same services that we're providing. That's a huge, a huge nugget that I just gave you, right? So you should avoid them. But let me give you one, let me tell you one thing. Yes, payroll taxes and the expense of carrying payroll is expensive. It's a burden. It's a cost, right? After the incident that I had with the other client that went bankrupt, I actually went to all our clients that do have independent contractors, and I actually told them without saying the name, without saying whatever, blah, 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 I said, this is what happened to someone. And I told them straight out, we actually created a file with controls, with processes, with systems that will cover their assets, right? One of those requirements is ask your independent contractors for an insurance policy that will cover you for anything that they do wrong. The first, the first um, uh, problem that we encounter with those independent contractors was like, well, uh, you're going to have to pay for that insurance because I can't afford it. Dude, that's part of doing business. Well, uh, uh, you're paying me via PayPal, face and friends and family, and I cannot send, I cannot accept payments from other, other places, or you're going to have to pay me the bank charges or the merchant fees, or anything that the bank charges me on top of this. Dude, that's part of doing business. I understand that maybe you're not paying rent because you're working from your home. Most of us are. But if your mindset's always still to be like, shit, I just want to get $1,500 every two weeks free and clear, as independent contractor, you're an employee. Go find a job. So avoid misclassifications of your workers. Research your advisor would be the most uh, the most important person that you uh, that you listen to, that you seek advice, uh, that you seek information. I'm going to read to you what is it that we have in that folder that we specially prepared for our clients for independent contractors. And it's a, it has six or seven documents. The first one is a independent contractor internal controls. Then we have an independent contractor uh, questionnaire. It's like, uh, does the individual hire or employees? And it's very funny because most of the uh, independent contractors that return this questionnaire, they say that they don't. People, mindset, you can hire people. The very, when I see no, I can't, is like, is my client prohibiting you from hiring employees? You need to answer this questionnaire as a true business owner. 
fought the mentality of an employee. Victor is asking, so a video editor for a marketing agency that builds funnels and runs ad campaigns, video editing is, isn't something we necessarily provide, but something on a specific project basis. The video editor has their own clients. Yes, Victor, this video editor can be your independent contractor only if they have every single document signed, executed, and you comply with everything that the IRS and the state where you are uh, uh, for uh, independent contractors. Does the individual set their own hours of work? Yes, as independent contractor, you set your own hours of work for your client. Remind, remember, whomever, whomever is seeking your services as an independent contractor, you set your own time. Can the individual determine whether oral or written interim reports are required? Hell yeah. Dude, like, I'm going to give you an example. If you go to court, you hire an attorney. Are you going to tell the attorney, you need to work for me from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday to Friday? No. The attorney is going to prepare for the trial. Okay. He's going to send you or call you and give you information. That's the way you should answer or that should be answered, right? Will the individual submit an invoice for commissions or projects? What's your internal process as an independent contractor? Do you invoice? Do you send an email and say, hey, you owe me this much for this hours? I don't know. Do you even have a system to invoice? Will individual uh, pay for own business and travel expenses? Heck yeah. As an independent contractor, that's part of doing business. If I am your accountant, your tax advisors, and I have to travel to Mexico City to meet with you, I'm going to pay for all those expenses and then charge you. That's part of doing business. But I'm not going to call you and say, hey, you know what? You need to pay me uh, to buy my airfare and uh, pay for my hotel and pay for my incidentals uh, right from the get-go uh, because I can't afford them. What does that say about you? And, and my own book, like, mind you, a lot of people, we all think differently. But really? Does the individual have an investment in own business? I have no idea how many times I have to explain this question to those business owners, independent contractors, because they're like, uh, I haven't invested any any money in my business. So therefore, it's uh, company provides a facility. So no, I have no, that, that it's a no. It's a yes. So you're telling me that you have not invested on your own laptop? You're telling me that you have not invested in your home office desk or in your WeWorks uh, uh, service, that's investment. Change your mindset. Will the individual recognize profit or loss based on goods uh, or bad management decisions? Yes. Or are you going to blame the person who hired you to provide them some services on you overspending or you not tr keeping track of your expenses? 
Do you see how differently you would answer or you would reclassify or you would find out if you're if you business owner or an independent contractor or you're an employee or true business owner? So number two, getting audited as a business owner with independent contractors. If the state or federal agency think you have misclassified a worker, you are at a risk for an audit. I have a client, and I really don't care. Um, they're they're they 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 have uh, they're mechanics, right? And obviously workers come for them it's super expensive because they have a lot of risk so their sales are good 1.5 2 million dollars a year but their salaries are 25 30,000 dollars a year every year i go to them and i say you know what this is a red flag you have close to 2 million dollars in sales but salaries of 25,000 dollars and independent contractors or $750,000. Oh, we'll run the risk. Just send me an email. I'll send them an email saying, hey, you know what? I found this discrepancies. This is this. This can happen. They can audit you. They will go and review independent contractors and they're misclassified. There's nothing I can do other than pinpoint the areas where our clients can get audited, inform them, tell them the risk, and if they're willing to run it and risk it, it's on them, right? Mismanaging independent contractors. What happened to our client that it's no longer in existence? They mismanaged. They did not listen. Sorry, I was going to tell you about the uh, documents that we have. So we have that questionnaire that we actually have them uh, answer, we review it, and then we sign it. Then we request a business proposal from them to the client. It's shocking that an independent contractor, that it's a business owner, has no idea what a business proposal is or means. It's shocking, really. So we have to explain to them what a business proposal is. It's like, what are you going to do for my client? What services are you going to provide? How are you going to deliver them? When are you going to deliver them? How much are you going to charge them for this project? Oh, so that's a service. That's a business proposal. Yes. Provide me one for my client. Then we have an independent contract agreement between you, which is the, the, the company, and the independent contractor, the service provider. In that agreement, we actually outline the rules of the game. Plain and simple. You, as a service provider, as independent contractor, as a subcontractor, you must have your own agreement and provide it directly to your client. I've seen in my multiple years independent contractor agreements that you that i can just i i i would personally want to go to this to this independent contractors and say really and they're hiring you and you're going to provide a service to my client i'm just shocked 
and I'm just concerned how you're going to deliver and what are you going to deliver. So it's it's interesting. We actually uh, request a certificate of incumbency. Ask your attorney. Remember, we're not attorneys. Uh, if they are a corporation or an LLC, so we can validate the signatures and who is authorized to sign. We actually also have a non a mutual non-disclosure agreement, right? Because, dude, they're 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 getting very vital information from your company, and you must be protected. We request their banking information because we use a, a different system to pay them. And we request a copy of the top part or a cancel check so we can validate their, their banking information, right? We also request them an insurance, an insurance policy to cover any wrongdoing and to name us or my clients as beneficiaries. Failing to require proper insurance is number four. And, and it's very, very uh, necessary for your independent contractor to provide you at least with a general liability insurance, but their mentality is like, holy shit, that's a humongous expense. I can't afford it. Well, it's on you. Because if they provide wrong advice to your clients, it's on you because independent contractors most likely are not covered in under your errors and emission other than your employees. Consult with your insurance broker. Or another thing could be co-employment, which occurs when two companies both have rights and obligations as an employer. Separate if you have your employers, your employees, through a personal uh, employment organization, a PEO, be sure that all the agreements are very, very well documented. In the state of California, you do have the same responsibility and liabilities as the PEO has So for your employees. So be careful. So I have provided you a shitload of information today about independent contractors and what can go wrong with them instead of saving money. It can cost you a shitload of money and in the case of our former clients, it cost them their company. There's no insurance to cover that because that's actually, uh, you cannot claim, oh, I did not know that they were employees. Hmm. But you did provide them an email address from your company and you did tell them that they had to be here at 9 a.m. And you did provide them a laptop. And you did provide them business cards with your business company and your phone number and their email. And you claimed that they were, did not know that they were your employees. Don't, don't play with fire unless you're willing to risk almost your company. To find out when we release new content on our YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Jesus, take the wheel and play the video. To do this, search for Invictus Advisors in the search bar at the top of YouTube. Click on our YouTube page. 
On the right-hand side of the page, click the red subscribe button. You will now get notified about all the videos and episodes of Lunch with the Shark that we upload to YouTube. Well, it's been a great Lunch with the Shark. I, I think I provided you a ton, tons of information. Uh, if you're our clients, you don't have to worry about misclassification. You don't have to worry about any of these five topics or items that I told you because we take care of them on your behalf. We actually provide you all those documents necessary to cover your ass. W9s, W8s, oh my God, I need to get them, oh my God. It's part of it. You're not supposed to know how everything works. You're just supposed to know the basics, okay? The most important thing here is to protect yourself. One of our clients and, and dear friend of ours, they said, you guys are like our insurance policy when it comes to business compliance. And that is true. Any advisor should be your insurance policy to keep you compliant and keep you with all the regulations and keep you in the right path. Hernan, thank you so much for, 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 for the... Uh, for the flowers there. Thank you. Thank you. We're good. We, I don't say it. Our clients say it. So look for advisors. Look for somebody that is going to help you. It's not, it's not cheap. And if they're cheap, they're probably, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything. So today I'm going to end up uh, our show with a quote that comes from the 34th president of the United States, Mr. Eisenhower. He said, leadership is the art of getting something else, someone else to do something you want done because he wants to do it. Leadership is the art of getting someone else to do something you want done because he wants to do it. It's been great seeing you today. I enjoyed today's uh, uh, episode of Lunch with the Shark. Thank you for everybody that tunes in. Thank you for everybody that is watching you later or afterwards. Have a good afternoon. Bon appetit. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Lunch with the Shark. If you would like to set up a consultation with the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa, visit his website www.invictus-advisors.com and don't forget to subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn.